In the book of Romans chapter 10 and verse 17, the Bible states that place. so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Awesome I pray that you are Come blessed by what you are about to hear or listen to. He can move this is a Kingdom Christian Fellowship Ministries presentation. Stay blessed. Hide me from the rain. My God is awesome. Alignment to kingdom times and seasons. I've, I've said a number of things last, last two weeks and last week, Sunday, and I need you to understand that God, your father, the king of glory, is bringing you to a place where you will understand that he is God. He alone is God and there is none like him. What he says comes to pass. Hallelujah. God has no business saying what will not come to pass. Hallelujah. When God sends a, his servant to you, a man of God, a prophet in any form, or to preach a message like this to you, okay, they, we are not here to try to predict your future. God is not a magician. The art of magic just requires your presence, no faith, no belief. But kingdom works, signs and wonders requires faith because it is purchased by belief. Without a, a strong belief system in what God is doing, God has nothing to prove to you. Hallelujah. Those who believe, he said, Jesus said, everyone who be, if it is possible for you to believe, there is nothing, nothing shall be impossible. There is a realm called impossibilities. It belongs to people who have believed. And when we say believe, you drop your fiscal reasoning. You make Proverbs 20, uh, Proverbs 3, 5, your, your, your watchword. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways, verse 6, in all your ways, not some of your ways, not say, oh, today, the usual pattern is that I wake up, I pray, I speak in tongues five minutes, I go to the shower, I do whatever I do, I go, it's pattern, so I don't need to, ah, I don't need to ask God what dress I will wear. I don't need to ask God which, the Uber that I called, whether I should pick that one or I should, I should change it. He said, in all your ways. I, have you seen you are smiling? Because it never occurs to you. What if that, part, that day, that particular car is marked for an accident? You just wake up. You have a car. You just get up. You go and sit down. You go. You don't even ask God, Father, is it safe for me to drive? In all your ways, acknowledge him. Acknowledge him means that you are going to align to his patterns, his thoughts, his reasoning, his suggestions. I was listening to a man of God. He said in 2009, God told him, I'm going to do this for the youth and I'm going to open the gates of the nations to you. He said, in a he started doing, in a particular year, 12 doors were opened to him. He went to God and asked God, Father, thank you for these doors. Jesus said, I have not opened any door to you. He said, I'm not, I'm not aware of any door. 12 powerful doors. That brought him plenty things. He said, another year came. Nine doors were open. He said, Father, thank you. He said, I have not. Another one came. Ten doors. He said, Father, thank you. He said, I opened one of them. Only one of them was from me. And he said, that particular door, that particular country that he went was the worst one that he didn't want to go. Am I hearing you? Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Because you see, we are used to, we, we are used to resort. We are married. We are, we are passionate to resort. So we, we, we agree with Machiavelli when he says the end justifies the means. We don't care. Who called crook? Once we get to the end, we don't care how we got there. But the kingdom system and the, and the seasons and the timings of the kingdom is intentionally established to ensure that the means will justify the end. How you get there matters as much as getting there. Tell your neighbor, how you get there matters. It's not just about getting married. It's about who and how. Hallelujah. It's not just about making money. How? Why? For what purpose? What intent? The end does not justify the means in this kingdom. The means justifies the end. Jesus put it this way in John 10. He said, I am the doorway. I am the doorway. Anyone who comes through any other means or jump the wall is a thief. It's a thief. Hallelujah. How many thieves do we have in God's kingdom? Hallelujah. You are not minding me. Eh? How many thieves do we have here? There is nobody. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So I started last week by telling you from Ecclesiastes, uh, sorry, from Psalm 90 verse 12, um, when the psalmist told us to pray the prayer that God, the Lord should teach him how to number his days so he could apply his heart to wisdom. I moved from there, went to Ecclesiastes chapter 3 from verse number 1, and I started telling you about the, the things that are embedded in times and seasons. But today, I, not, I don't want to start from Ecclesiastes because I think I believe the point there. I want us to go straight to Acts, the book of Acts chapter number 1 from verse number, is it 5 or 6? Quickly, let's, let's see something. And then I'll pick it up from there. Verse 6. Let's go to verse 6. Okay, so Acts chapter 1, verse 6. Christ is resurrected. He, he has assembled his people and he is talking to them about the agenda, the new era. Alright? Before he died, time it was named before Christ. When he came, time is uh, categorized as B.C. Before Christ and in Christ or after Christ. Hallelujah. Now, why is that so? He gathers his disciples, you and I inclusive, and tells them, go into the nations of the world, make disciples of all nations, teach them everything I have taught you. Do what? Teach them everything I have taught you. I'm intentionally emphasizing on this because everything that Christ taught before he died is important for kingdom life. Please, do not get swayed by modern theology that says everything Jesus talk, spoke about before he died is part of Old Testament. And the New Testament begins from the things he said after his resurrection. He said, go into the world and teach all nations everything I Oh, everything I, I'm not hearing you. Preach with me. Everything that I have done, what? Taught you. In other words, the things that I came to say is important. And why is it important? I told you some few weeks back that 
when the disciples of John the Baptist came to him, asking him a question that John has sent to ask, he told them something. When, when the disciples of John left, he told them that the law and the prophets were until John. So Jesus distinguishes the season of the old covenant, what we call the Old Testament law, the law of Moses, and the ministries of the, of the Old Testament prophets. Okay? The, their dispensations, their season, because their seasons and dispensations represented a very serious thing that is um, revealed by analogy in Galatians chapter 4. Right? Are you with me? Galatians chapter 4 is um, seeks to define the fact that when we came out, we were children. When we were born, we were children, but we were placed under schoolmasters. The, the law was a schoolmaster. To teach us until Christ comes. Hallelujah. And, and Jesus said, the birth of John the Baptist marked the, the end of the Old Testament. That is why he says, the law and the prophets were until John. He says, afterwards, the kingdom of God is preached. So Christ by that was announcing to the nations of the world, to you and I, that a new season, a new time of the kingdom was birthed. The kingdom season. Say the kingdom season. Alignment to kingdom times and seasons. Are you here with me? Have you put the scripture there for me? The law and the prophets were upon to John. All right? Kingdom seasons was presented. Why is it imperative to understand this? Because you see, if you don't get this, then all your Christian life will be spent as a religious seasons. You read the Bible with a, with a religious mindset, with a, with a church mentality, and you don't even understand what the church is. You don't even understand what it is that Christ is trying to do. And so when John started ministering, he, his message was, repent! I have a full sermon on that sentence. Repent for the kingdom of God, the season, a dispensation, introducing the original mind of God is at, is at hand or is being introduced. You used to, you are being schooled in the manner of the Old Testament. It was the, the, the Old Testament law that was given to Moses. I call it a, 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 test, a, a schoolmaster that was meant to teach you moral behavior to bring you to a certain standard of mindset so that God does not kill you. Why? Because when, and I'm about to, we will get there very soon. When Christ, when God took the Israelites out of Egypt, slave mentality and pride had depraved them so much so that the basic trust and belief system that Abraham, their forefather, exhibited towards God, for which reason God accounted it to him for righteousness, they could not display it. And we'll come there very soon, so I don't want to go to... So, uh, Luke 16, 16, you can write it down and reference it later, okay? So, the law and the prophets were unto John. Since that time, the kingdom of God has been preached, and everyone is pressing into it. So, if you are here, and, and you are not... You, do, you come to church, and you are not pressing into the kingdom, seeking the kingdom, its righteousness, then you are really lost. Then on the last day, Christ will tell you, I never knew you. Because those who are pressing in are the people that will be rewarded. 
Ask your neighbor, are you pressing into the kingdom? We are in a dispensation of the kingdom of God. We are in the times and the seasons of the kingdom of God. And you need to understand that your, your election or your, your tag as a Christian is not a religious tag. You are a citizen of a kingdom. Say, I am a citizen of God's kingdom. I am a member of God's household. I am a peculiar person. What's the meaning of the word peculiar? Oh, tell me. Special, unique, different. So, if you are different, why do you want people to understand you? Why do you want the world to understand you? Why do you feel sad when your, your former friends that you used to go and fool in the world, in the clubs, in, when, when you have started coming church and they don't want to have anything, why do you want them to understand? Why? What's your problem? Ask your neighbor, what's your problem? Why do you suffer from inferiority complex, low self-esteem? What is your problem? You are just like the Israelites who left Egypt, but still craved for the food of Egypt. When God was releasing heavenly food, the fact that you are not used to it and you call it manna doesn't mean that you should go back to garlic of Egypt. Most of you, if Shatawale comes to stand here, and you will leave this teaching service right now and go and stand there and go and greet him. Because the garlic of Egypt is refusing to leave you. Let me stand here again. I, 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 I think the AC, the AC, they are not here. Okay, we thank God they are not here. Glory to God. Uh, I hear they are online. Online people, you are like that. Eh? You will leave the online service uh, and go. You go for autograph and come back. Lord have mercy on you. Hallelujah. So, let's go back to Act 1, 16 quickly. Therefore, when they had come together, Christ is talking to the disciples and he's trying to tell them the dispensation they are in. But their mind is still so dull. They, they are so used to their old way of thinking. They don't understand that they have been brought into a certain kingdom that makes them peculiar, special. Where their, 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 their experiences is about to change and they have no clue. Their shadows are about to heal the sick as a sign of kingdom lifestyle. And, and, and they are asking. Therefore, when they are come, they say, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? God says, I have redeemed you from Israel. From all nations. From all tribes. From all tongues. I thought you would shout amen. amen. Here, he is saying that you were Israelites. Born after the flesh. Hallelujah. But now, you are seeds of Abraham. Not but according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. You are no longer under the dispensation where the blood of bulls and goats needed to plead for you. I have brought you unto myself. In this kingdom, you have become royal. You were a fisherman whose language was that of an uncouth person. Reverend Barry will tell you that there is a program on YouTube, go and look for it and, and watch it. It's called The Chosen. It, it reviews the life of the 
they depict the life of the disciples who they were before they were chosen as disciples. I think it will bless you so that you understand that their struggles, the kind of persons they were historically before they were chosen. You will notice that they didn't qualify. You will see how useless of a pe- people they were. If you were choosing people to hand over to them the destinies of the generations ahead, you will not choose them. Jesus told them that you are the 12 people not the 12 sons of uh, Jacob. You, the 12, you 12 that have chosen, you are the people who will sit on 12 thrones to judge the 12 tribes of Israel. They didn't know that they have been chosen to be made unique, royal priesthood. Not Simeon, not Levi, not Judah. Judah is not going to sit on any or one of the 12 thrones to judge. Peter was. Uh, am I talking to Christians here? Uh, they, they, they had been chosen and made a part of the kingdom of God just like you have been chosen Jesus said to the disciples to the disciples and to you he said just as my father has given me a kingdom I bestow upon you a kingdom he said I give you a kingdom just as my father in other words dominion has been restored to you what does that mean you don't get it you get it as we go on okay then they are asking him just like God came to Abraham and said, Abraham, I, God, I have become your exceeding great reward. Abraham said, what will you give me? I am barren. Jesus said, I have brought you to myself. You are my witnesses. You are my disciples. I am the king of kings. I am the creator of the heavens and the earth. I have have rescued you from a season where you lived under the economy and the hardships of the normal Israel which is dominated by a superpower, a taskmaster called Rome. I have redeemed you. Your life is no longer according to flesh and blood, but by the spirit of Christ. The same spirit that rose me from the grave has come to live in you. you. You live in a new season. Your seasons are the seasons of God. Your times are the times of God. Your life cannot be snuffed out. Rome, you may you may be a physical citizen of Rome, uh, uh, of 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 Israel, dominated or colonized by Rome, but you are not you are not a slave of Rome. Oh, am I talking to you? You are no more a slave. You are being rescued. You are a royal. You are not rescued into my kingdom to be a slave. You are rescued to be a royal. You are my sibling. I call you brother. You have become royalty. You have become royalty. Somebody sang a song say, I'm walking in what? No, that's not what I'm looking for. I'm walking in authority. Living life without apology. It's not wrong, dear. I belong here. So you might as well get used to me because I'm about to demonstrate a new life you have never seen before. A life of the kingdom. And then their mind said, Lord, will you give us independence from Rome? Will you at this time, Kronos, Kronos, will you at this time, in the event of life, will you superimpose Kairos season? For Israel. And Jesus, verse 7, quickly. And Jesus said, it is not for you to know times or seasons which the Father has put in his own authority. He said, 
See, what you are asking may seem relevant because you live, you, even though I've rescued you, you live physically in this system. And so your life is somehow affected. But Jesus here is revealing a certain kingdom truth that there are times and seasons that govern nations, that govern the deliverance of nations, that govern the deliverance of how life and economies of the world operate. But God has hidden that one from the eyes of man. In this scripture, I want to skip many explanations and move on. Abi, you will get me. All right. In this scripture, Jesus is revealing a truth that would never have been revealed if they had not asked him the supposed foolish question they asked in verse 6. That is why I say that, you see, when you are a child, when you are a baby, drink your milk. Don't be worried to ask foolish questions. Ask them. Just don't doubt. Because in your question, just like Nicodemus went to ask Jesus about some questions and then jesus gave us the revelation of being born again which was never written anywhere else we never in fact jesus himself never preached about being born again john never preached about it john preached about be baptized repent and be baptized jesus in all his sermons never brought up the subject until one guy said Ask him a question. Jesus brought the revelation. There are things hidden in the Father that comes out when you go and have personal fellowship with him. Some seasons are released. Some mysteries are released. Hallelujah. Are you here with me? So he said, it is not for you to know times or seasons which the Father has put in his authority. Authority means that there are things hidden. There are. I told you last Sunday that uh, God has a storehouse. Called times and seasons. In among the storehouse, there is a certain room he has called classified, out of bounds. Are you following me? Now, this this room or this storehouse with these times and seasons that is called classified or out of he says that these are seasons that govern nations, that govern the intentions of God, but they are hidden. So he says, yes, you have come here, but at this time, this is not your priority. However, there is a new season I've given to you. Verse 8, quickly, so that we can go into the sermon. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. He said, this is the season I've brought you in. You used to be Fishermen, task masters, uh, sorry, uh, task collectors, and 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 dejected people, uneducated people. Instead of worrying about the season that has to do with Israel, I want you to focus on the season I've brought to you, the season of the kingdom. He said, "You shall receive power, a season of power." Say, "I have entered into a season of power through the Holy Spirit." Say by my allegiance to the Holy Spirit in Christ Jesus, I have received power. Hallelujah. And this power that the Greek word is, they say is dunamis, the ability, 
the, the divine ability to cause changes. Why is Jesus giving us this dispensation, this season? Alignment to kingdom seasons. Hallelujah. Because in this kingdom, without power, you are going nowhere. Number one. Number two, to be able to be distinguished or to be distinguished from the normal citizens of this world. We are all in Ghana, Nigeria, Africa. But we are all not Ghanaians. Hallelujah. We all may speak ever. Or Ga. Or Dangbe. Or Mente Mente. But some of us have a different nationality working in us. And the spirit of that nationality is what determines our times and seasons. And so, if the world is under a corona season, my season, and they that be for me, is not coronavirus. The wind that blows around me cannot have corona inside. The atmosphere that surrounds my existence is an atmosphere bred by a season of power. Joy is inside that atmosphere. Peace is inside that atmosphere. Glory is inside that atmosphere. Honor is inside that atmosphere. There is no confusion in that atmosphere because the Spirit of the Lord leads me. Those that are led. Are you here with me? Are you getting the introduction? Are you getting the introduction? Okay, let's go. And so, having been given this dispensation, you need to understand certain things, therefore, that governs times and seasons. God measures times and seasons in his kingdom. Hallelujah. Sorry. God measures your life in this kingdom by how you appropriate the times and seasons given to you. Because in the wombs of times and seasons, your purpose is birthed. Anybody who does not know about times and seasons can never discover their purpose. Because back to Ecclesiastes 11, 1, he says, to everything, to every assignment, to every destiny, there is a season. And there is a purpose for every time. In other words, if you want to understand who you are, I ask you some questions that you should ask yourself. Who am I? Your identity. Where am I from? Your heritage. Hallelujah. Why am I here? What is my purpose? What can I do? What are the potentials given to me to accomplish the purpose for which I am here? Praise the Lord. And where am I going? Where is my destination? Hope or destiny? To be able to answer these questions, you first need to have the spirit of the sons of Issachar. And you also need to understand what Christ was telling the Pharisees and therefore to every one of us in Matthew 16 from verse 3. When he said, you hypocrite, you can read the face of the normal times and seasons, but you cannot tell me the time of the kingdom, which is the most important time, the seasons of God. When you become a citizen of the kingdom of God, it is imperative to be able to discern the times that heaven has given to you. So that you can say with the psalmist, 
teach me to number my days. He said, redeeming the times, the carol seasons of God, for the days are evil. If you don't even know the seasons you are in, how can you redeem them? How can you escape evil days? How can you escape peril? When you wake up and the season of heaven and the time of heaven says, don't move today. Stay at home. Because of fiscal results that you are looking for, you will get up and you move. And when you face disaster, you come back and blame God. Because you don't, you lack discerning grace. And so to be able to understand purpose and to be able to understand your, your activity, what you are supposed to be doing, why you are in school at this time, why you are unemployed at this time, you should understand that there is nothing wasted in God's times and seasons. The season that seems idle are not idle season. They are meant for something. But if you don't go and receive the wisdom of the ant, you will waste time says easy. Or see, you sluggard. Go to the ant and learn what? Wisdom. That day, having no king, know the times and seasons. They know when to gather and when to hide. There is a spirit that God has given to you called power to be able to help you to discern that it is my season of gathering. It is my season of preparation. It is my season of this. Otherwise, by the time you see, your seasons are past and you have nothing to show and so you have wasted purpose. <laughs> because times birth purpose, wasted time therefore is wasted purpose. Do you hear me? What did I say? Because times reveal purpose. If you waste time, you are wasting purpose. Your life is measured by your pursuit and fulfillment of purpose. Therefore, if you waste time, you are wasting purpose. I heard a man of God say, or I think I read it somewhere yesterday. He said, your life is not measured by how long you live. That is duration. But your life is measured by your donation, what you did with your time. Are you here with me? And so it is imperative that you understand that times and seasons cannot be ignored. Say times and seasons cannot be ignored. Hallelujah. So to fully enjoy the seasons of the kingdom, you must to, like Bishop Boche will say, you must to understand the seasons you are inside. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, you must to understand the seasons of the kingdom. The spirit of the sons of Issachar must be upon you. The spirit, the grace given to the ant to know when to gather must be upon you. Say, I walk in the grace of the ant. Oh, some of you are laughing. There are animals that go. Let me say this in passing. Every creature on planet Earth, including mosquitoes, reveal a dispensation and a dimension of the glory and purpose of God. Now, the problem here is this. 
everything is functioning in their fallen state. The lion was not created to be your enemy. Do you understand me? The mosquito was not created to suck your blood or to be a nuisance to worry you when you are trying to sleep, to make you slap yourself when you are sleeping and to give you malaria. The snakes were not created to be that fearful. Hallelujah. In the restored state, even Isaiah gives a prophecy, he said in that day, a baby will put his hand in the mouth of the other. They are meant for playing, not for harmful effects. But everything is functioning in its falling state. But God, the According to the times and seasons of the Father, a dispens- the dispensation of the manifestation of the sons of God will, re- will, will rescue the creation. He said the creation is groaning. Creation is groaning because of its subju- subjugation. But when you reveal your sonship, creation will be liberated. What that means is that, let me, let me help you small. Let me take you a bit. I'll come back to this one. Let me say this. You are clapping. It means you are getting it. It means that in the territory that you live in, any trouble that is there is because you are refusing to manifest the power, the dispensation of power that is given to you. Your lack of knowledge is the reason why Ghana is perishing. The entrance of his word brings light. In him is life. And the life is the light of men. And the light shines. The light shines. So as long as you refuse to shine by the life of Christ, which is your light, the earth will grope in darkness and creation will be groaning because you, the lampstand, is refusing to give light. Let's come back to our seasons. Are you here with me? I said you need to understand or have the spirit of the sons of Issachar to enjoy and benefit from the kingdom seasons. Because the economy of God's kingdom is highly influenced by times and seasons. God does not live in time, but he has ensured that everything will function under the seasons he has created. Seasons are therefore the servants of God are meant to help you to achieve your purpose. Praise the Lord. When times and seasons are wasted, man becomes useless and immoral. Esau was given a dispensation, a season, to manifest his sonship. But because of hunger, and we will come there very soon, if time permits me, because he failed the test of appetite, hunger. The Bible in the book of Hebrews calls him an immoral person. So in God's eyes, immorality has nothing, not, it's not just has to do with sexual matters. It has everything, it has everything to do with how you use your moral, moral, okay, your, your emotions to choose frivolous things over eternal things. Praise the Lord. Tell your neighbor, time was created for purposes to be fulfilled under heaven. Hallelujah. Time was created for purposes to be fulfilled under heaven. Hallelujah. The worth of your life is measured by the pursuit and fulfillment of time. I've said that before. So if you, uh, if you, if you, if you ignore times and seasons, you are ignoring the purpose 
of your destiny. So I need you all here to really pay attention. In the book of Ecclesiastes chapter number 10 from 15 to 18. Quickly, let's go there. Let me show you something and then I'll come back to the message. Ecclesiastes chapter 10 from verse 15. Everybody read with me. One go. Labor of fools weary stem, for they do not even know how to go to the city. Let's go. Woe to you, O land, when your king is a child and your princes feast in the morning. Woe to you, O what? O land. O land, when your king is a child. Other version says, when your king is a slave. And your priests feast what? In, in the, the morning. morning. Let's go. Blessed are you, O land. Uh-huh. When your king is the son of nobles. Uh-huh. And your princes feast at the proper at time. At the proper time. There is a proper time to feast. In other words, there is a time that when you are feasting, everybody will say, are you correct? Are you here with me? Yes, sir. He is telling us that when you feast in the wrong time, strength will not accrue to you. Drunkenness is what will accrue to you. And he says, for any territory that God has placed you as a king and as a priest to excel, the Bible says that when the righteous rule, the people rejoice. The righteous are the kings and priests of the kingdom. And the Bible warns that land where you live is Legon. All the suburbs. God has decreed a judgment. He said, Woe to that place if you, the king there, you are a slave or you are a child. Why does he use that slave? Galatians 4 says, the hair, as long as he's a child, he's not different from a slave. So if you are supposed to be a king, ruling over a territory, and your mindset is that of a slave, people, the Israelites from slavery, then what you are going to depict is not kingship mindset. You are going to be depicting slave mentality. Your marriage will be ruled by slave mindset. Your educational season, slave mindset. Your prayer life, slave mindset. When you come to church, it will be give me, give me, give me, give me and forgive me. Because my name is Jimmy. Hallelujah. The first time I heard it from my settlement ago, I laughed, sir. Father, give me, Father, give me, Father, give me this, Father, give me car, Father, give me house, Father, give me A, Father, give me A plus, Father, give me this, Father, give me A in calculus, Father, give me, Father, give me shoe, Father, give me pants, Father, give me hair, Father, give me Pyoto. And forgive me my sins. So he's give me, give me, give me, give me, give me, and forgive me. He says, Woe to you, O land. When your kings are children and when your princes, the priests of, the, of that jurisdiction, all they think about is to feast. Do we have children of God like that? When it is time to fast and pray, they say, I have ulcer. But they, they don't have ulcer for, for, for feasting. If we are doing fast um, party there, they will show up. He says, because of that mindset, woe unto the land. 
Woe unto your generation if this is your mindset. Say, I refuse this mindset in the name of Jesus. Say, my seasons will be wisely used in the name of Jesus. I receive insight into seasons. Therefore, by this scripture, therefore, no, no, listen to me. Therefore, insight into, uh, into the seasons and times that governs territories. I repeat so that you understand me. Having insight and understanding into the seasons and times that govern the territories that you operate in is very key to your success and excellence. Let me explain small before I move on. If you were sent to any school, University of Ghana, Ashesi, Radford, name them, right? For four-year education. God's agenda is not just for you to acquire book knowledge. Do you understand me? That you have been given to that place as a king and as a priest. And he says, woe to that school if you are a child or a slave. In understanding. God expects you that as you are going to school, understand that you are a child of the kingdom. Go and manifest the kingdom. Because of you, let your classmate be born again. Because of you, let the families of your classmates enjoy the power of God. When a family has been in bondage or captivity for a long time, your, your fellow classmates should come to your schoolmates, should come to you and say, can you come to my house and come and pray and break this satanic dominion in my family? And, say, and then you go to that family and you pray a prayer and all of a sudden, a bondage a demonic system that has ruled in that family for years is broken. My last day in Ashesi, was it the last day? They did a party for us at a certain place in Laboni. My class, and uh, I, I think I was the only one who didn't send my parents. Hallelujah. I didn't want my age of to be there. Hallelujah. But every almost all of my classmates brought their parents. And I remember I was just holding a kebab and a drink, walking around. And then most of the parents said, are you spirit? I said, yes, sir. He said, you have changed my daughter's life. You have changed my son's life. Every day at home, and spirit said, and spirit said, and spirit said, and spirit said this. You have changed every day. My heart, my, we are praying at home. I said, thank you, sir. We thank God. Hallelujah. During my wife's time, she, her classmates, some of her classmates will come to her with an issue. Then she will call the person, bring your mother. She will take, gather their family, mothers, to a brick gardens and sit with them there, five-hour prayer. And then things that men of God have dealt with and prayed over and over and over again comes to an end and they receive testimonies. Businesses are rescued. Because the people rejoice when the righteous rule. There is a season that God has prepared for you to bear rule. He said, but as for you, you shall receive power. It is the season of the kingdom of God. Have you entered it? Don't worry if you have not entered. Because tonight we are aligning you to kingdom times and seasons. We are aligning you to kingdom times and seasons. Are you here? Are you here? So I needed to have deep insight. Say, I received deep insight 
into kingdom times and seasons. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, there are three, three levels of kingdom times and seasons that every human being go through or should go through or experiences one way or the other. Hallelujah. Three key seasons. There are many, but I want to talk about three key ones. Now, the life of the, of the, of Abraham and his descendants, okay, part of whom you have become. Because Father Abraham had many sons. Because you have become a seed of Abraham because of Christ Jesus, this story concerns you. Now, the physical Israelite, the physical descendant of Israel, uh, of Abraham, okay, God just used them as a type to represent the salvation process for humanity. The calling of Abraham and his, de- and what his descendants went through in Egypt, okay, is just a representation of what you and I are going to experience or are experiencing in our normal life as we, 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 we sojourn on this planet. Hallelujah. The slavery the Israelites went through 430 years in Egypt just represent the season of captivity and bondage to sin. Egypt represents the world or it's a type of, and Pharaoh repre- is a type of Satan. The taskmasters that uh, Pharaoh assigned against the Egyptians, sorry, the Israelites in Egypt, represent the demonic entities that enslaves everyone that is in Egypt. Exodus chapter 3. Everybody, let's go. Now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock to the back of the desert and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. Mm -hmm. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire from the midst of a bush. Let me worry you small. It's not part of what you are saying. But when you read read the scriptures and you see he calls a certain mountain, Mount Horeb, and he calls it the mountain of God. Pause, ask yourself, how is it possible that before Christ comes to the earth, there are certain mountains that people have identified that God's presence is on this mountain. It's like a portal. That when a man goes there, he will encounter God. I need your mind to work like that when you are reading the scriptures and pick certain things that there are certain places in the earth realm that have become portals. This place has become like that. There is no way you come here and you will not encounter God. Do you hear me? Mm-hmm. I need you to pay attention to certain key things that still operate like that. There are certain places when you enter there, like Jacob is going and he falls asleep. He wakes up and he says, God was here and I didn't know. This place is a portal. And I didn't know. There are certain places in the earth realm. They are not just there. There's a direct access. Let's go. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire from the midst of a bush. Mm-hmm. So he looked. So he... Uh, Moses is going about his normal duties. One day, Kairos time, 
catches up with him. Because remember, this man was at this day, age, age 40 and 80. At, as at age 80, he had missed times and seasons. He was a shepherd boy at age 80 because of marriage. He was birthed to be a deliverer. And do you know what Satan did to him? Satan made him a deliverer of an Egyptian girl, Jethro's daughter. And then he married her and became a shepherd over Jethro's sheep. See how Satan can deviate destiny. There is a quality of leadership inside him, but it was changed to become a leader over sheep. When you miss your times and seasons, you miss your purpose. But tonight, and from this time going, the Lord, the Spirit of the Lord has come down on earth. The Spirit of the Lord is working to realign you. Somebody is about to encounter their burning bush. Somebody is about to encounter alignment to their kingdom seasons. This man was going about, but this merciful God one day showed up. And the Bible says, and the angel of the Lord, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire from the midst of the bush. So he looked and behold, the bush was burned with fire, but the bush was not consumed. I pray for you in the name of, Jesus, name of Jesus, that heaven will attract your attention. Yes, that no matter the area of your life you find yourself in, mm. confused, dejected, mm. doing mm. high, high, high over sheep, walking in the wrong corridors of life, mm. may God appear. Yes, Lord. May God appear. Yes, Lord. Any bush that you are walking in. Any bush of life that you are walking in. I pray for you in the name of Jesus. Let the spirit of the Lord locate you. Let the fire of the Lord locate you. Let the grace of Christ Jesus locate you. Let the Holy Ghost identify you. Let him visit you in your dream. Let him visit you in your quiet time. Let him catch your attention. May you look and behold. May you look and behold. When you look, may you behold. When you look, may you see. May this Christian journey not become a rhetoric. I pray for you that your seasons will be so aligned. In the name of Jesus to kingdom purpose that from today Mm. everything necessary Mm. for your kingdom advancement will be released say hallelujah 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 so let's go quickly let's go then moses said i will now turn aside and see this great sight Uh uh-huh why the bush does not bend Uh uh-huh so when the lord saw that he turned aside to look this this whole thing this scripture is a whole Bible school um, thing for when, when, when you go to Bible school, if you if I'm doing teachings, uh, those of you who have been caught fresh, you want to come. This is the first reference point. One of the key things is that you must have an encounter. You can't tell me you are called. How did you know you are called? You must have an encounter. Hallelujah. One way or the other. You must have an encounter. You must know beyond every shadow of doubt that when human beings are insulting that you don't know how to preach, remember that encounter that God says you can preach. 
Because human beings will not approve of your preaching. People will say things that will hurt your heart that you want to kill yourself. But that encounter will remind you that man didn't call you. God called you. Hallelujah. Are you here with me? If you don't take care, you'll be cursing people every day because of the things you'll be hearing. Especially in this charismatic cycle. Hmm. So when the Lord saw that he turned aside, so God did a demonstration. And when the Lord saw that the guy's attention is caught, then God spoke. There is a principle here, but because of my, this is not part of my sermon, so let's go. Uh, I'll skip the principles. Let's go. God called to him from the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, here I am. Uh-huh, let's go. Then he said, do not draw near this place. Uh-huh, let's Take go. your sandals off your feet. All these are, princ- there are principles sitting inside, but another time because, let's go quickly. For the place where you stand is holy ground. Let's go. Moreover, he said, uh-huh. I am the God of your father, uh-huh. the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, uh-huh. and the God of Jacob. Uh-huh. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look upon God. Let's go. Now, pay attention to this one. This is my emphasis. Let's go. And the Lord said, mm-hmm. I have surely seen the oppression of my people. God says, the people are in captivity. The people are sinners. They, they don't know me. They are under taskmasters. They are crying. I have done what surely seen. Before you became a child of God, God knew you. Before you accepted Christ, he saw the captivity in which you were in. It is not you who make yourself good. Jesus told the disciples, you did not choose me, I chose you. The Bible says, whilst we were yet sinners, whilst we were yet in the captivity of our sins, Christ loved us. He died for us. Hallelujah. The seasons aligning to you, you are not the precipitator thereof. It is all the doing of God. Say hallelujah. Hallelujah. And that is why God has determined, just like he did for Moses. Moses had no clue, but God showed up. May your season show up. Amen. May God break through times and seasons. Amen. And may God peep through times and seasons and look at you. Hallelujah. Let's go. Good. I have surely seen the oppression of my people who so, are in Egypt. In, in, in Egypt, there are certain principles there. Hallelujah. The first season of life, the first season of life is the season of Egypt. Are you here with me? The first season of life, I said there are three seasons I want to talk to you about. The first season is the season of Egypt. He said, I have surely seen the oppression. In Egypt, you are under oppression. There is, in Egypt, there is an oppressor and oppression. Please pay attention to these statements I'm making. In Egypt, as you, you see, when you are Egypt, you are born a sinner. You, you don't become a sinner because you committed a, a crime. That is who you were. It is the nature, the state in which you are born inside. Most of them were born into slavery. They didn't know how they became slaves. When they, they were born slaves, like somebody has written a book, Born a Crime. He was born a slave. Everybody living in Egypt is born a sinner. And to escape it, it takes a divine intervention. To come out of Egypt is the act of God. Men are not able to escape Egypt by themselves. Moses tried to escape Egypt. 
but you are still in their territory. Hallelujah. To escape, to truly escape Egypt must be the act of God. That is why salvation is not the work of man, but by the grace of Christ Jesus. It's a gift. Catch the principle here. Now, the season of Egypt is a season where you are under captivity. You don't know God. You have not encountered him your whole life. The only thing you know is the operations of the oppressor and the oppressions you are going through. Your experiences, your, your, even your party, the joy, the, 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 the feastings is, that you are used to is the feast of Egypt. That you are born eating the food of Egypt, eating the garlic of Egypt. And so you have a natural taste for the food of this world, for the food of sin and death. Uh, when, when you leave your body, if you leave you one week without prayer, without fasting, without reading the word, your body naturally gravitates towards Nyamitri. You are not minding me. Or you don't know Nyamitri. I have surely seen the oppression of my people who are in Egypt. And I've heard their cry. So in Egypt, there is crying. Everybody in the captivity of Egypt is under satanic tears. Is that not so? But God says, out of Egypt, I have heard their cry. No matter where they are, I've heard their cry. If you are in your season of Egypt still, your cry has come to God. And there is a deliverer being prepared. There is always a deliverer prepared for those who are in Egypt. And the nice thing is that you seated here, some of you seated here hearing my voice, you are the deliverers that God has prepared for people in Egypt. You are a solution born into this earth realm. Regardless of your seasons, regardless of how some of you seem to have deviated and you don't know, like Moses deviated and was running away and he went to marry one girl somewhere minding his business. He was born a deliverer and a president. Your destiny will speak. Amen. Regardless of the taskmaster. Yes. That the devil has placed upon you. Amen. Regardless of the taskmaster. Let's go quickly. For I know their sorrows. God says he knows your sorrows. Say God knows my sorrow. God knows my sorrow. Every pain you go through, God knows it. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. Verse 8. So I have come down. Say God says he has come down. God has come to down. deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians. Many years ago, when I read this question, this scripture, I go like, Father, if you have come down, go to Egypt. What are you doing? With me? Go there. Just appear. Yes, so. Pharaoh, let the people go. Yes, so. Case closed. Simple. Where from all this? I to tell him, Father, you are too long. You are yes, too long. Until I understood that God does nothing on the earth realm except through his agents, you and I. Mm. And until we align, somebody is in captivity. Somebody's liberty is dependent on you. Somebody's breakthrough is dependent on you. The reason why God is giving you the company to start is because God has heard the cry of a certain family. 
The reason why God wants to give you that money is because God has heard the cry of a certain child who can never go to school and accept you show up. There are people here right now who are learning trade because they encountered us. They are going to school because they encountered us. Everything had come to an end. But because they encountered Your life is like that. That is why God will not do anything on the earth realm without a human being. Somebody sang a song and said, Oh Lord, whatever you're doing in this season, please don't do it without me. Whatever you're doing in this season, don't do it without me. Hallelujah. And may that be your story. The Bible says the Lord God will do nothing except he reveals it to his prophets. May you be so important to heaven that the destinies of nations, God will come to you and give you solutions for them. Are you here with me? When you align to kingdom seasons, this is what happened to you. He said, I'm come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up from that land to a good, la- a good and large land. When God, when you are in Egypt, Egypt is not your dwelling place. There is a good and a large land awaiting you. Look at the land of liberty. He says it's a land that flows with milk, milk and, honey. and honey. To the place of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites and the Perizzites and the Hivites and the Jebusites. Now, all these people are some of the descendants of um, Abraham too. Who went to live in lands and sinned? And God said, I'm kicking you out so that the real seed will come. Now, therefore, behold, the cry of the children of Israel has come to me. And I have also seen the oppression with which the Egyptians oppressed them. God says, I've seen the oppression. I wish I had time to go into this, but let's go. Come now, therefore, and I will send you. First, God said, I have come down to deliver them. Then God says, now you come. This is your destiny time. In other words, come and partner with me. I, God, creator of heaven and earth, I am coming into partnership with you. There are seasons of signs and wonders of the kingdom about to be displayed on the earth realm, such as has never been seen, and you are my partner. You are the one that the heaven sat down. Court of heaven decided that you, this dispensation of power, you are the one through whom it will be reviewed. I speak to somebody listening to me right now that in the name of Jesus, everything that heaven has determined to do, every sign that must happen in the earth realm in this season, whether in politics, whether in the economy, businesses, whatever it is, may heaven approve of you. Receive divine approval. 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 The Lord rescue you from the family of Jethro and put you in alignment to kingdom times and seasons. Hallelujah. Praise God. I will send you to Pharaoh that you may bring my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. Let's go quickly. So, the season of Egypt is a season of slavery. It's a season where taskmasters and Pharaoh and the entire Egyptians show you racism. They put you somewhere 
When you are in Egypt, you don't have the liberty to determine your times and seasons. If you are a slave, your taskmaster determines what you do with your season and with your time. And so what happens is that if heaven says you are supposed to be a fisherman, international fisherman, your taskmaster says, come and polish my shoe. There is no way education above. You, can, you don't have the liberty, the freedom to ap- apply yourself to the opportunities of your seasons. Even if you plant a seed, the seeds you are planting is for your taskmaster. It is out of their the, the harvest that you glean something to feed your family. Oh, but today it is changing. Amen. You will not work like an elephant and eat like a, 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 an ant. You didn't understand what I said. You will not work like an elephant for somebody. Songs of Solomon. The Shunammite woman said, I am a black because the sun has scorched me. He said, my brothers, my, my brothers, my mother's children were angry with me. They made me take care of their vineyard. My own vineyard I have left. When you are a slave in Egypt, the seasons to take care of your vineyard, you, don't, you, can't, you, you cannot do that. When you are a slave, you are in prison. You, you see, they call it, we are doing time. Because you are behind bars. You don't have the liberty to enjoy what people enjoy with their free time. But today, the chains are breaking forth. Yes. There is a deliverer sent to you. Your Amen. angels are coming. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you here with me? Yes, sir. So in Egypt, your taskmasters determine how you spend your time, how you spend your seasons. Deliverance from Egypt is therefore necessary for you to enjoy kingdom times and seasons. You you must be delivered from Egypt to be able to enjoy times and seasons. Hallelujah. Every Egypt that you are locked up in ancestral curse, satanic whatever, the Lord is rescuing you. The Lord is... This is the reason why deliverance is necessary. This is the reason for deliverance. You must be delivered from... He said, come let me send you so that you will deliver my... I've come to deliver. Deliverance is key to escape the season of Egypt. You need deliverance. Hallelujah. Now, Egypt is not just a type of being in bondage to sin in the world. Egypt is also bondage to familiar spirits, bondage to family curses, the things that subjugate you. And it says that you must be delivered. Hallelujah. But hear this. Let me do this. Deliverance is necessary. Deliverance is necessary to your alignment to kingdom season. Without deliverance from the oppressor, you can never walk in your allotted seasons without deliverance from the oppressor, Pharaoh. You can never. It is impossible to walk in what belongs to you. You will not apply yourself to your own times and seasons. Hallelujah. That is point one. Point two. Deliverance, however, is not equal to freedom. When you are delivered, it doesn't mean you are free. Deliverance is being rescued from the oppressor. Freedom 
is having liberty, perfect liberty from the oppression. I'll come there. You see, if you have to align perfectly to times and seasons, it is not enough to be rescued from the demon and the family curses that oppress you. When you are delivered from the, the thing that oppressed you, you must be delivered too from the oppression. I will explain very soon. Hallelujah. Are you here with me? I said deliverance is what? Your, your liberty from the taskmaster, from the oppressor, from Pharaoh, from the land of Egypt. But when you are rescued from Egypt and still you have appetite for the food of Egypt, you are under oppression. Can I bring it home to you? Should I bring it home? You have been redeemed. But lasts is still an appetite inside you. You are still under constant affliction of lust. Constant affliction of anger. Pride. Are you free? Are you free? Do you get it now? For you to get it. John 11 verse 44 or 43. Quickly. John 11, 44 and 43. 43 and 44. Are you learning something? Are you sure? Are you sure? Now, when he had said these things, Jesus cried out, Lazarus, come forth, 44. And he who had died, he who was in captivity, he who was in Egypt, he was, he was in the tomb, came out, but he was bound. Even though he was bound, he was able to come out. He came out. He was alive. But he was bound. He has been delivered from the tomb. He has come out of Egypt. But he is still in captivity. He is still bound. Deliverance is not freedom. Merely coming out of the grave is not enough. Then Jesus gave another instruction to people. The first instruction, when he gave it, Lazarus came for it was a command. The spirit entered him. He walked. The work of the spirit. But this second instruction, the work of people, human beings are to be involved. Look at it. Jesus said to them, lose him and let him go. That is freedom. He has come out of the grave, but he was bound with grave clothes. The grave clothes of negative mindset. The grave clothes of lust, masturbation, pornography, anger, pride, all the things of the flesh. He said, lose him and let him go. The second level of deliverance. To truly enjoy the seasons of the kingdom of God, these two levels must take place. The book of Acts, Peter has been arrested. He is in prison. They are going to behead him the following morning. Because the people were happy when uh, James was beheaded. James, the brother of Christ, was beheaded. And Peter decides not to be bothered. After all, all die be die. So make her sleep. So Peter gives literal meaning to that proverb and decides to sleep. If you are going to be killed tomorrow morning, will you sleep? 
me see how many of you will sleep. Nobody has faith to sleep. Peter slept. And this time he was spared because the church also prayed. But the key thing there is this. When the angel came, take me there. Uh -huh. Peter was sleeping. An angel of the Lord showed up. Stood there. Uh -huh. Let's go. The angel said, rise back to verse 7. Arise quickly. And his chains fell off. Deliverance. So chains are falling off. First level of deliverance. Let's go. Eight. Then the angel said to him, Gird yourself, tie on your sandals. So he did. And he said to them, Put on your garment and follow me. So let's go. Nine. So he went out and followed him and did not know what, that what was done by the angel was real, but thought he was seeing a vision. He thought he was dreaming. Let's go. And when they were past the first and the second guard post, they came to the iron gate that leads to the city, which opened to, to them of its own accord. And they went out and went down one street and immediately the angel departed from him. That is freedom. The first level of deliverance was the chains falling off. But the second level of the deliverance was the deliverance of the open iron gate that leads to the city. Unless the iron gate that leads to the city. He says, the labor of fools worries them because they don't know the way to the city. Until the iron gate that leads to your city of liberty is open to you, you are not free. Because if the iron gates are not opened, the guards can still come and arrest you because you are still within their territory. Until the grave clothes are taken away, you are still seen as a dead person. Okay, are you here with me? So by this, know that you can be delivered but still not free. When you are free, the veil is taken away. The grave clothes are taken away. He said, when he shall turn to the Lord, the veil is taken away. He who the sun sets free. When you are free, every veil goes away. When you are free, you encounter transformation in Romans 12, 1 and 2. One day I'll talk about freedom in the Lord so that you understand it better. Hallelujah. Now, the second season of life the second season of life is the season of the wilderness. This one, let me run fast, okay? Let me brush it for you fast, fast. It's a season. When God rescues you from Egypt, the season of Egypt, almost always he brings you to the wilderness. Almost always. God will never take you straight from the land of captivity and put you in the promised land. Nehi kaba and slate. Because every new person who is born again is a baby. Babies are not given mansions to rule in. War to the land if the king is a child. So children are forbidden from ruling because they are so like slaves. They have slave mentality. Now, I, the reason why I took my time to explain that deliverance is not necessarily freedom because it is in the wilderness that freedom takes place it is in the wilderness that the grave clothes are taken away it is in the wilderness that the iron gates are broken 
Why? We are going to see. Jesus Christ comes, is baptized. He comes out of the water. Because he has fulfilled all righteousness, the portals of the heavens open. And God speaks, this is my son in whom I am well pleased. The Holy Spirit comes upon him. Baptism of fire. And then the first thing the Holy Spirit does is to take him to the wilderness. The Bible says to be tested by the devil. Samuel comes to anoint David. The Spirit of God comes upon him. He is led back to the wilderness. The children of Israel are delivered from Egypt. And they are singing with their gold and whatever. They cross the Red Sea. And then they land sometime. Red uh, wilderness. It is a pattern of the kingdom life. That the wilderness is the classroom of the Holy Spirit. The wilderness is the place for many things that I can't talk about. But I will tell you a few things because I want to be a good boy and close early. Are you here with me? Are you here with me? Hosea 2.14 God tells paint a picture. Hosea 2.14 If you go to verse 13 he speaks about how Judah has misbehaved and what he's going to do to him. How he will uh, Judah has um, what do you call it? Play the harlot amongst Baal, as in worship Baal and pour incense. God says, I'll punish her. I'll take away all her jewelry. I will, whatever. That is deliverance. I'll take away everything that she used to spread herself to her lovers. That is deliverance. Okay. Then verse 14. He said, Therefore, behold, I will allure her. And this is a good allurement. Not the allure that some people did to me some time ago. And took me to allure to be allured. Father, deliver every man of God in this house from allure. Therefore, behold, I will allure her and bring her into the wilderness. And from there, I will speak comfortably to her. And then if you go down, verse 15, you see the things that will happen to her in the wilderness. And I will give her vineyards from, from there. From where? There. That is the wilderness. The wilderness is a very interesting place. One of the first things that happens in the wilderness is a place or a season of preparation. It's a season of what? Preparation. I first said that it's the season where or the place where the chains are broken. Where the grave clothes are removed. Where the mindset of Egypt is removed. It is the place where you begin to encounter the food of the kingdom so that you lose appetite for Egypt. In the wilderness, I'll come to appetite very soon, so let me leave that place. It's a place of character and spiritual formation. The wilderness is a place of character and spiritual formation. Your character will be built up. The way you react to issues will have to change. The way when you see things and you get angry, then you talk by heart. You have gifts, but you talk by heart without wisdom. God came and told Job, Who is this who, who darkens counsel with words without knowledge? He can can't question with words without thinking about it. No. 
There are many of you like that. You speak anyhow. You think you know. Some of you, because you think you can prophesy, you don't. In the wilderness, God will tame you. God will remove the appetite of Egypt from you. Hallelujah. And then he will form character. That character of Christ. That character, that nature in the wilderness. Your members of the earth are killed, are mortified. Why? Because he wants to align you to kingdom times and seasons. So you don't disgrace him. Are you here? It is a season of total dedication and trust. Training in how to trust God. In the wilderness, you are taught how to trust God. God allows famine. It's a place of total depravity so that you can totally rely on God. In that wilderness, you see that you work anyway. They pay you, but your money cannot help you. Who has been there or is there? Who is still, who has an estate in the wilderness? Let me see. You, you, you are now used to the scorpions of the wilderness. Let me see by hand. You are used to the dust of the wilderness. Hallelujah. In the wilderness, water is scarce. And so you are taught to really live out the scripture. As the deer pants for the water, so my soul pants for you. If you don't pass the test of the wilderness, one of two things will happen to you. Either God will let you give birth to another generation so that he will cause them to pass and take them to the promised land and then he'll kill you or he'll kill you outrightly. Any which way, there is death. Either he will kill you immediately or he will have mercy on your generation and allow you to give birth there in the wilderness so that he will kill you and then take your descendant to the promised land. Any which way. And the things that make God kill people in the wilderness are very few. Unbelief, memory. The Bible says, I think James said, you know how God after he had blessed the people, he killed those who did not believe in the wilderness. He killed them. That, that is God. Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. In this dispensation, unbelief, he won't do anything for you. He said, James says, let not such a man think he can receive anything. Because when you, um, when you refuse to believe God, you are telling him he's a liar. And that's the worst insult. Are you here with me? Memoring, complaining. Yeah, I'm hungry. God, you don't care about me. Why are you every day? Why me? Why me? He'll kill you. Tell your neighbor, he'll kill you. May the spirit of memory depart from you. May the spirit of online, may the spirit of memories depart from you. May you stop complaining. You see, the price of purpose is high. To, 
the people who accomplish visions and purposes by alignment are people who have died to the flesh and are truly aligned to God because God does everything according to the pleasure of his purpose and will. So if you are going to accomplish his purpose, you need to align to him. And so in the wilderness, every grave cloth, every appetite must die. Say it must die. It is a place to know how to overcome memory. The wilderness helps you to ask and receive without last. Otherwise, you'll be killed. Psalm 106 verse 13 to 15. Look at it quickly. Psalm 106, 13 to 15, quickly. Everybody read it. Psalm 106, Susie. Everybody, one go, let's go. But lasted exceedingly in the wilderness. They lasted. They forgot his counsel, right? That I will lead you, I will supply. They forgot. They refused to believe him. And then they lasted. They had last exceedingly in the, and tested God in the desert. 15. And he gave them their requests. And, but did what? Sent leanness unto their soul. He gave them. They were lasting for meat. They say, what is this manna we have eaten, sir? Give us meat. God said, eh. Okay. I'm going to give you meat. You will eat until it comes out of your nose. The Bible says in the morning, God sent quails to them. They ate and they started falling sick. And God started killing them with the plague. He sent leanness. He said, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in good health as your soul prospers. The prosperity of your soul must be in alignment to God's purpose. If you have material things and you are not aligned to God, your soul will never grow fat. Your soul will never prosper. He will send leanness. What is leanness of the soul? It means there will be trouble. There will be, there will be distress. Your soul will be in captivity. It's not every blessing that is a blessing. It's not every breakthrough that is a breakthrough. If the breakthrough is bringing leanness to your soul, reject it. It's not every man driving the Range Rover that is for you. He will bring leanness into your soul. My time. So let me end it here. Let me end it here. Let me end it here. Another time will continue. Uh, tomorrow is vigil. Eh? Oh, okay, okay. We'll continue at vigil. I don't want to go beyond. Lift up your right hand. Which means we'll put the prophecy to tomorrow. Tomorrow is prayer. Uh, where I've reached, I think that the, 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 the remaining will, will be one and a half hours. And then we'll just flow. Uh, <laughs> 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 hallelujah say in the name of jesus father i thank you for the seasons of uplift and divine alignment as you align me into kingdom times and seasons Father, any kind of Egypt, Father, any kind of Egypt, or grave clothes, or grave clothes that I am in, that I am in, rescue me. Thank you for listening. This recording was brought to you by Kingdom Christian Fellowship Ministries. 
stay blessed.